This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on the Paddle and Pin Network. It's your host, Armando Solan. And on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers Network. We've got a special, very special guest for you today, the great Rob Pagnano. Mr. Pagnano, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, brother. Thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for saying my name correctly. It <laughs> I learned from Josh Smith screwing it up all the time. Uh, <laughs> he cannot say it at all, dude. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a Latino in me. So yep. Rob, that is one of uh, my favorite singles from uh, that you've come out with, man. And you were, were just talking on the pre-show. You recorded that in Nashville. Yeah, we did uh, did a six-song record in Nashville. I uh, had um, produced by Lance Carpenter, who was on Toby Keith's label, and uh, we had I had Rob McNelly playing guitar, who's Bob Seger's guitar player, uh, Taylor Swift's studio bass player, like crazy people amazing amazing stuff so we're working with some high level people and just they made a beautiful record for me that is some good stuff man that's called roads by rob pagnano man thank you for coming on the show before we start uh shameless plugs thanks to um douglas outdoors rods for sponsoring the show go check them out com to check out their full lineup of lrs rods and X Matrix Rod. So again, we got Rob Pagnano on the show. 
not only a great angler, but a great musician. Um, he's kind enough to take some time out of his busy schedule to join us today and talk about his life. His, uh, his showing at the national KBF National Championship, but also a little bit about his, uh, his great music. Uh, not just a great kayak angler, but also a great musician. So Rob, once again, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your day. Why don't you start telling us a little bit about yourself, man? Uh, how you got into kayak fishing, uh, music industry, and all that stuff in between, man? Yeah, plenty, uh, plenty of info, man. Uh, so I started fishing. Uh, you know, I was probably six, seven years old. My grandparents had a house, and they lived about it was two uh, two towns away, and it was about six miles. And I would ride my bike after school with my fishing rods on my handlebars. And, uh, you know, doing six miles at that age, I, you could tell I loved it. You know, get to their dock and uh, learn to fish off, you know, catch the sunfish. And my father uh, and I learned how to fish together. We ended up getting Bassmaster Magazine and, you know, we worked our way up. We, we, we made all the mistakes you had to make. And so I've been fishing. I'm 43 now. And, uh, you know, we're talking 30, almost 35, 35 years or so of uh, going at it and, you uh, I've been doing it. There were there were many years there for a long time where I was out fishing, you know, five six days a week, and then my music career started taking off, which we'll get into, and kind of pulled me away for a little bit. And then about um, about five uh, five years ago, I started. I got a kayak from Bass Pro Shops, and uh, the rest is history, man. I fell in love with the kayak stuff and. And just started going out when I could. And then, my, I mean, my schedule's pretty good. I, I stay busy, but I, I've been my own boss for 17 years. I make, you know, I have all my days open. You know, I fill them up, but when I don't, I'm on the water, which is which is often now. I'm on the water probably four or five days a week. So that's, contributed, that's contributed to the success for sure. Uh, but among uh, other things, uh, you probably had a few guests on, Derek Brundle and Matt Conant. Those are... Those are big factors into some success that I'm having as well. Yeah, man. I noticed uh, one thing that I noticed about uh, your, your evolution of you as a kind angler. You know, you've gone over this, especially over this year, even with I think we've seen your progression uh, as far as, you know, achieving more success and you had a great show in national championship. One of the things that I really appreciated and I was listening to your uh, the dark, um, Josh Smith from Dark Water Kayak Fishing that I was really impressed is like, you, when you were in the national championship, you weren't just, you know, riding on the coattails of, and I say this with respect, uh, you know, you weren't riding on the coattails of Conan and uh, Derek Brando. You were out there. Yeah, you drove up to the same place, but you, you looked like we dropped off 45 minutes. Yeah, we uh, were. car drive, you know, separate, we were, doing your own thing. We were on completely different ends yeah. of uh, Gunnersville. Yeah, I, I only fished, uh, we were there for 10 days. And uh, including all the free fishing, and uh, and I only fished with them out of the same launch twice, and I didn't fish with them at all. Yeah, even on the two times I went out with them, I went and did my own thing. Uh, that's part of the process, Derek and and Matt. There's they're they're you know they're professionals. Matt might be a rookie, but the guy knows what he's doing. He's just a great. I've been fishing with them for the last two years uh, as our friendship you know began and. Uh, those guys can catch them anywhere, anytime, and they taught me a lot. But part of what I do, man, I put myself around people that are better than me at everything. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is. I don't have pride uh, interference. Uh, I'm okay with not doing well. 
because I'm going to get faster. You know, I'm going to get, if I'm in that race and I'm running with guys that are faster than me and beat me every time, I'll get better. So same deal. We went down there and my goal was to just figure it out myself. And so uh, Derek had already had, he came down there with 400 waypoints. You know, I didn't, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not on that level yet. I got there and I did my assessing and I just drove around and we had enough time. That's why we left early. We had enough time to just to freestyle it and, I, I was doing, you know, six to 10 miles a day on my kayak every day, wow. looking for open water, looking for signs, looking for fish, whatever. And I just knew what to look for this time, man. That was the cool part, you know. What's the biggest takeaway that you've had? Not just not necessarily the national championship, but the biggest takeaway you've had of fishing with, uh, with you know, two of the best anglers yeah. right now. And again, back. Conan, uh, Conan is kind of like a rookie in the sense, which is always interesting because you can be the best angler out there. You just never right. fish at the KBF. Right. So right. it's not like a like a high school kid coming into the NBA or college going to pros. You know, how is what's the what's been the biggest thing, you've, biggest takeaway you've had from fishing with Derek and Conan? Oh, man, there's, there's a bunch. But the biggest one and I will say this before I say that answer, Conan. He might be a rookie and he might have all this time, but he, uh, he, he did just get into a kayak for the first time this past oh. year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he's, it is a different realm, but, um, but anyways, uh, hands down, the biggest thing I learned from Derek and Matt without a doubt is being efficient. Those guys throw more casts than anybody I know. They work the water. They 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 do not stop. They don't when they're tired. They do not stop. And so I was casting, and and then there's then it's positioning. Uh, I learned how to, I learned so many things. I learned how to fish offshore with those guys. So that was the, a big thing too. I can go out in the middle of nowhere, and you know I know what to look for. And fishing offshore gives you so many more options because we can all go hit the the edge, you know. Uh, but being efficient and and casting angles are probably the two two big big things and they played a huge part in what happened at Gunnersville. um and i had a little you know we went to sandy cooper in february i think i finished 45th out of like 140 or something and that was a really tough place to fish but i um i figured out a few things when it, when it came to the derek was talking about angles and i had places i liked and I was just changing up my angles, man. It really is something that I think people overlook. Yeah. You know, I was catching fish when I was casting on the same spot for a half hour from the other direction. And the next, when I come around and flip around in the first cast, I'm getting them. So it's like, if you see something you like, I've learned to, to, to get into that, be efficient, go, go hard, but take it from different sides, different angles, and also throwing different baits. You know, like we have our favorites, but. I've watched those guys cat throw in six, seven, eight techniques into the same area, and then they finally figured out they were their fish had sitting there the whole time. But you know, people will always go in there; they'll they'll hit it quick and then they'll leave. Yeah, you know. So it's just doing those little extra things, man. It's just uh, it's a it's being keeping your head straight and understanding what what you're doing at the time. You know what I mean? It's a concentrate. There's a uh, there's a focus there that those guys have that. I'm I'm starting to learn. That's cool, man. And what what is it about the angles that I think you you learned that you hadn't learned before? What was it that yeah, I, I never? I mean, 
I just didn't understand. I mean, there are points where I'm, you know, I find a, uh, like, I'll give you an example, like in South Carolina, where, again, we're fishing places. I'm, I'm from Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. All these trips that we've done, because I've done a bunch. I was, uh, I went to Wisconsin. I did the Mississippi with Derek. I, you know, I've done uh, the Tenvitational Kissimmee and, you know, all, we're going all over the place. We're fishing places I've never been to, and it's a little different style. And um, I just started seeing things I wasn't seeing. It was just, um, I, there were points where I'm pulling my kayak up in a foot of water and then casting out away from the bank as if I was off on the bank but still in the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make making, and it's a lot more effort because you're trying to, yeah, because sometimes it's, it's about you're trying to be stealthy, but you're trying to get in a good position. And uh, it's just doing the extra stuff that most people won't do. Like taking, even though you're working hard, because honestly, I've never thrown more casts in my life. Uh, I couldn't even lift my arms up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought on on day three at the at the national championship, I had to change techniques because I couldn't throw any casts anymore. It was that, that was how much pain I was in. Um, <laughs> Because I had three spinal surgeries too, so I've I've got some. That's actually how I became a musician. But um, you know, I had to. And when I switched up, I went my my backup plan. Actually, became I ended up catching. That was a magical day, man. I uh, the third day, I I caught over forty bass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyways, it was just it's just understanding. Uh, watching. I mean, you can't have a better teacher than watching those guys live in person. Yeah. So when you know, I really pay attention and study um, everything I've ever done in my life. I, I find people that are better than me at it, and I watch. You know, same thing with music because my music career, whenever you want to get into that, was was a crazy story how that happened too. So um, yeah, yeah. Let's. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted there. No, 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 nothing. No, I was just gonna say that's. Yeah, before we segue that, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you again? I'm sorry, Rob. I, I you were going to say. You're not interrupting me. I'm just, I, I feel empty space. It's kind of my thing. I keep talking. So don't worry about it. You just talk and I'll jump out when I. <laughs> no, but that's a, that's a good point. Uh, that's actually something that I learned, especially from my mom. She was always, you know, try to associate with people that are better. In the sense that's going to help you, and that's that was more applied to to life, you know, and then anything, you know, right. people. Um, and it applies to sport too, especially kayak fishing, because I think fishing in general, but especially kayak fishing, it's not like other sports, you know, basketball, football. You know, it's your it's mostly your athletic ability that's going to take you, combined with other things, right? But athletic ability is what's going to what's going to take you there. You can be the smartest guy in the world, but if you know if you can't jump or run as fast as the the rest of the guys, it's only so much you can do. Baseball is more like hand-eye coordination. You know, you don't necessarily have to be athletic to throw a a, a bending break ball or a, a, right. you know a backdoor slider, but you do have to have that hand coordination, hand and eye coordination skill. Versus kayak fishing, I think, and I haven't done it that much. To, to say I'm an expert on it by no means, but from what I've learned about, I've learned about it, it has to be more with knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is understand, it's the information that's out there that you need to gather and wisdom is just the ability to use that information in your advantage. 
So you can be the fastest, you can have the best casting skills, but if you don't know where to throw it, what to throw, and how in in all the other little intricacies that we talked right. about, um, you know, it's you're not gonna get as far as some somebody else that has less athletic ability. Right. Yeah. I mean, kayak fishing is. Um, I, I I there's a con. I think that in everything in sports and anything work, fishing. Um, your mindset is, is, is gigantic. And I'll yeah. be, I, I do a lot of, I've, I've changed my life and I've always been a positive, very positive person. I don't, I don't really do negative stuff. I don't do it at all now, but I didn't even do it back in the day. I didn't even realize, um, at the time, it's just a natural thing for me to be always look at my perspective of things is always that I'm, I'm on my way. Regardless of what it is, it's in front of me. I'm always doing the right thing because I'm moving forward. But if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. That's it. So, uh, yeah, with those guys, uh, they've helped a lot with the knowledge. Uh, and kayak fishing is reps. I feel like there are definitely people that have a knack, right? There are definitely yeah. people that are naturally gifted fishing. But you can 100% learn to be a top fisherman, 100%. It's, are you willing to put the reps in? Are you willing to put – at the end of the day, these guys that – they don't realize how much they do. You know what I mean? They don't realize how much preparation they do. Uh, Maddie, for for example, guy bangs nails and builds houses. In, and we're talking New England here, you know. Yeah. Guys are out. It's, our weather gets crazy here. You know, we got four feet of snow. And then the guys going out and going hunting or going on the ice uh, before the snow comes, as soon as he's out of work, he's, he's going to squeeze in an hour or two with his kayak. Same deal with me. We're all, we put in the work, you know, and those guys, the preparation they do out behind the scenes is crazy. It's crazy. The amount of like, man, Derek had a year of, of waypoints and research and he, t he will tell you how much he did he put into it you know two hours a day for a year because we were going to go that was supposed to be in march right the original date mm -hmm, and then yeah. covid so add on the extra time until we got to do the tournament like these guys were prepped and uh never being there never been being northeast it's pretty amazing but uh yeah i feel like kayak fishing is something that a lot of people if they really, they don't, I hear people go, oh, yeah, no, I, I put the work in. I'm like, you don't come close to doing what I see these dudes doing. Yeah. Like, when I met Derek, it was January. Uh, it'll be January, two years from this January. We were fishing in February with the ice on the lake. We were breaking it with our new canoes. Wow. You know, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's dedication. That, yeah, well, that's the kind of dudes these guys are. We're all, like, kind of hardcore. And I'm not just saying that. Like you're built, little you, people are built tough around here. Yeah, you got got to deal with with the the weather changes and the stuff. It's just it, for us to be out in that kind of cold and whatever. It's fine, you know. Yeah, but, no, that I give props to guys up there in Massachusetts. I remember, you know, that old saying, uh, "Boston strong." Yeah. Uh, it it really does apply to it. Um, you know, I have family up there through the New England area, and it, it, it's the character it, within the, you know, the culture of Massachusetts, even Boston. It's like, you know, it's it's one of those things where you got to you got to be tough. You got to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's tough people everywhere. Yeah. Not one to be like, oh, we're tougher than them. All yeah. I'm saying, tough. You know, 
the, the type of guys that I'm hanging around with are, are hard workers and they just have passion. And that's a huge thing for success, having passion for it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, um, the, the whole story, my life story is pretty crazy. Uh, I've done a lot of things. I've traveled, I've done speaking and different things. Um, I, uh, I grew up an athlete and uh, played uh, you know, baseball, football, and then I played college basketball, believe it or not. I'm 330 pounds now, but prior to my injury, I, I ended up breaking my back when I was 26. And, oh. uh, and I, I had three major spinal fusion surgeries, which were very invasive. And uh, that was from uh, 26 to 28. And in that time, my right leg was basically shut down because the nerve, the, the vertebrae fractured and the nerve was impacted by the uh, vertebrae. And so my right leg was basically like, if you sleep on your leg, that was what my, except painful, that was what my leg was. So I couldn't move. So I just sat in a bed or on the couch for a year and a half and gained 140 pounds. No. And uh, that was when my buddies reminded me in college, I used to, they used to take me to karaoke bars and I could win beer money um, for the basketball team. So I started uh, really working at guitar and, and I picked one up and I started playing at home from scratch used YouTube and I taught myself how to play and two years later I was doing open mics and within a year from that I was out you know playing 50 shows and then the next year I was uh, I've been doing 300 shows a year for uh, 15 years now and uh, it's crazy man I have a very good career now I uh, uh, I love speaking to people about chasing after the things they love I, I just mindset to me is one of the it's the it's the piece that most a lot of people ignore and you can change your whole life every facet of it if you work on it like i i don't mind long-term uh investments into my future and into things i love uh, i remember telling everybody i was going to become a, a well-known musician and you know i'm almost 30 years old i'm starting from scratch and they're like what the hell are you talking about you know my close friends knew they believed you know they, they knew who i was but random people you know and uh, I just worked and worked, and now we're at about 3,500 shows. And I had a couple songs on Country 1025 here in Boston. I got a publishing deal offer, and I tour all over the country, and um, I make a very good living playing music. So I got a part time job that pays me a very, very high amount of money, which is great because it allows me to have my schedule. But I had many years where I made nothing, you know, so I was willing to put the work in to get there. So it's the same thing with fishing. I don't mind going and getting beat and getting beat bad sometimes because I know in the end I'll be hanging with these guys someday. Oh, you already have. That's that's a good um, point that you mentioned, you know, like um, when you say starting over. I had one of my best friends always when I was struggling with stuff, you know, he was like, man, it's just the, the road to get back. It's just and it's one of the things he said is like time is ticking right now. Like we're talking right now. Time is not stopping. So. Five years from now, it's going to be five years from now regardless. It's whether five years from now, you're going to be at a better position than you are now. You're not. Because time is not stopping. You don't have an option. You right. know? Well, the option is not what it should be. You know, in the right. sense that people just decide to end things. And that's definitely not a solution. Um, right. So it's one of those mentalities where you're like, time is not stopping. So you either do something about now and, you know, however long it takes to get back to where you need it. That time is going to come. Regardless right. if you do it or not, so might as well do it and get to where right. you want to be in life in general, not just kayak yeah. fishing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, man. It's like 
see to me that that that's how I think. You know, I I was uh, 30 years old and I said I'll break into the music industry at the highest level at 41. I I put it on my Facebook. I'd only been playing for two years and literally at 41 I got my publishing deal offer. It's like I believe you can call things up, but you got to do the work too. Yeah. And but that was 11 years and like from that point and it's like people look at that and like you're willing to. I mean, it's been 17 years from start, you know, like I was going to be here anyways, as long as I, you know, nothing happened to me. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I think that's a big thing where people fall short. It's like they want an instant gratification yeah. and, results and they can't deal with the fact that it, that road is not easy in general for things that you love. So, yeah. What has been, you mentioned before you, you've, you've been like a motivational speaker what what life experiences has brought you to saying you know this is what i live for like what i've lived through and what i can tell yeah. other people yeah i got into uh about so a little over four and a half years ago i was approached with these products so i have people that again i've built a good name and i've always been an honest guy and i speak I've always spoken from my heart and I, and I have these great connections with people and uh, I'm, I'm very lucky and fortunate to have these big groups. And uh, I got approached um, about a business uh, that was based around these products that were all natural that help people. And so I was interested, not necessarily about the business, but I was interested because I heard the stories that were coming out. It was these, I've been on them still, I'm still on them now to this day. Uh, they just helped. They take away, they took away a lot of my inflammation and my pain. And it's just basic. It's it's high level food. It's just food, natural resources. I I'm not a fan of pharma, big pharma and stuff like that. And so when I found a way to get better with Earth's um, you know Earth's remedies, which they're there for every one of us. You know, they, it's unbelievable what's out there, and we we're just taught not to look at that. Yeah. Said, well, I'm gonna try this. And if I like it, I'll get behind it. And the thing is, I've been, like I said, I've been building my name and I was working my way up and I play 300 shows a year. And with that, there was a party side to this thing. And I was out, you know, in bars and in clubs every night of the week, just about. And people throwing free alcohol at you, you know, like it was just a crazy, it was a crazy thing. So anything that bad happened in my life was always tied to alcohol. Now, I didn't wake up and need a drink because if I didn't play a show for a week, I wouldn't have a drink. It was just a, it was like a social thing. It was like tied yeah. to the, and I just always felt like I was taking a step back. So I said, if I'm going to try these products, I'm not going to drink to take them. I'm going to make sure that I've taken all the factors out and I can understand what this is doing to me. And man, I just started feeling different. Just started feeling like myself. And um, now it'll be five years in March Uh, since I've had a drink and with congratulations, that, thank you. With that business, I ended up doing really well. I became a one percenter in the business. I, I, I done, I did six figures on the side in my first year, wow. um, which is crazy. I think I made a $600 investment and I made a hundred thousand that year. Um, and with It's a good that, return. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I, I spoke on stages all across the country. And, you know, was flown all over the world. I even went on trips to Jamaica and Mexico and all these crazy places and stuff. And uh, just keep, you know, all I do is keep meeting these amazing people. And so what I realized is there's a lot of people that 
everybody, I truly believe that everybody has these great results in them for whatever it is in their life. And it's just understanding the perspective to actually open the door to get there. Most people, when things get tougher, are 80% of the people are looking at the same angle. And we talked about casting angles. It's the same thing with your life. If you are yeah. on the other side of this whole thing is the passageway. I let go of all negative things and I only focus on the positive and I look truly for what I gained from every experience and it changed everything for me. Man. Then I was speaking on stages and I was in Texas, California, Nashville, um, you name it. And uh, I mean, I was even, there was out in Anaheim in California. I think I spoke to 12,000 people and then I've got these videos of these. I wrote some, some, uh, some poems and stuff that were like inspiring to people and, reciting them and just crazy stuff man it's just been a good ride i feel like i've lived 10 lifetimes already and uh it, that that started that and i loved it and then i started getting called in to do realty offices and speaking to you know realtors and because mindset is the biggest thing in this in no. for success number one hands down and i'm all tattooed up i'm covered yet I'm going into these businesses with all the suits and and doing my thing and sometimes you have people looking at you strange but can't argue with the results. I mean, pretty much anything I've done, I've gotten to the top. It's just being able to understand that it's all up here, you know? Yeah, that's a good... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just want to share that, you know? What, how do you... How hard is it for you, like, being in the music industry and playing in, in you know, in the venues that you have and then still trying to avoid, you know... Uh, you know, like you said, you've been five years sober. Because I'm imagining for a lot of people, I know it's just like, hey, man, I can't even smell. I can't even be around it. But you've managed to still be effective in your environment while still staying sober. How hard has it been for you? And what, um, yeah. what drastical changes, if any, you had to take to avoid, you know, so, kind of like. So I'll always be honest. I honestly didn't feel any. I was in the bar that the same week I quit. And had no no urges. I made a mindset decision. My my mental strength when I get locked in, it is strong. And I, I've had I've literally had zero issues. I've had no temptations. I've never it just hasn't even happened, and it won't just because when I get locked in, dude. I mean, I mean it. I I'm very strong mentally, and uh, I don't think I was physically addicted to it. It was like it was. I was addicted to the party and the the social side of it. So I think I probably had a little easier road than the people that actually have that physical addiction to the alcohol. Yeah. I was more addicted to the, like being the limelight and jumping around like an idiot. You know what I mean? Um, my life's completely different now. I'm very laid back and um, I, I love family. I love my family. I love, you know, I've got two kids and uh, man, I just enjoy the littlest things. I'm in the nature and in the water or something every single day. And then I'm playing music almost every single night. Like I only do things I love, you know, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't, I, I, that business was great, but it also taught me that I didn't care about money because I wasn't, I made plenty of it and it didn't. Didn't fulfill your life. Didn't make a difference. No. No, I love this. I love the little things. So I think it's just having a good perspective of what a lot of people don't. I really think about what makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? I put a lot of thought into that. And 
I think most people, if they if they backed it off, they would probably understand it isn't the materialistic stuff and the stature. No. It's the people around you and it's the experiences that you can have with them. So now it's a breeze to live. You know what I mean? I don't I can I, I can do something for free every day and, and be completely fulfilled just by being out on this earth. What what triggered that that or or flipped that switch for you? You said you were addicted to the social life um and the persona that that you've created and it was all you know, a lot of it was influenced by alcohol. What decided says like, hey, I don't want this anymore? It was in me. I mean, when I was four years old, I told my mom that I was going to do something where everybody knew me because I, I just knew it. I was four and I had that feeling. I've always known I'm supposed to do more being, being, you know, and again, like just, I know it's hard to gauge it from this conversation, but I've, I have a lot of people all over the world that, that I speak to on a day, on a daily basis um, from all these encounters. And just even now, just what I do. And um, I always felt like I was taking two steps back. So it literally got to the point where it bothered me. I was like, I'm ruining my potential. You know, I was get, I was, I was gaining. I've never gone down. I've always, my life's been on an uphill climb, but I was slowing it down. Like I could have been the, the day, I, basically in the four and a half years that I've quit drinking, my life has skyrocketed with the things that have happened from country radio. I mean, I've had three songs on the biggest country radio station in Massachusetts from a guy that didn't even know how to play at 28 years old. No. I mean, yeah, it's just, So I knew those things deep down and I don't mind telling, putting them out there and letting people, you know, I don't mind when people are, are, they don't believe that or they think it's crazy talk. It's never bothered me one bit. I'm so ironclad in what I can do and what I possess. And I think that's all that matters, you know? Have you had, since, you know, you, you sw switch that mental, oh, it's, I'm sorry, flip that mental switch into saying, this is what I want to do and this is what I don't want to do. Has there been pitfalls where you've kind of fall back on a trend that you were trying to avoid and, or has it been steady uh, 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 climb to where 100%. you are now? 100%. There's the, so I tell people often that your goal Especially when you're getting better and you make you start making the switch, your goal is to recognize the things that slow down your progress or stop it. Recognize it faster than the last time. So let's say you go into a tailspin, right, or something. Mind your mindset switches and you're you're having those inner dialogues that aren't good for you, right? Your goal is to recognize it faster than the last time it came into your life, and the duration that you're in it make it smaller. So every time that it happens, it gets less and less and less. And that's all I've done to the point where now I really don't have breakdowns and I stay pretty consistent. I will say that with new, um, I have a lot of things I want to do. I, I did, I, a couple of years ago, I started making woodworking from scratch and started selling furniture. Like I have all these things I want to get good at. And uh, with fishing, fishing with Derek the first year, I did find myself getting discouraged a little bit. I, I, my first tournament, I finished in the top 10 at Lake George out of 100 guys, which was crazy, right? But I, went, I was with Derek. I was at one of his spots. I was doing techniques he showed me. It wasn't on my own. And throughout the year, I started doing a little, trying to do a little bit more on my own, and the results showed that. And I, was, I had a little bit of frustration, and I had to step back. And then literally, you can ask Derek and Matt, I, coming into this year, 
I said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have fun because I know in the long term I'll get where you guys are going to be. And I just have to be okay with that. And that's sometimes that's checking it. And But, yeah, I'm very conscious of what I'm thinking. It. I mean, I'm a big believer that the universe – I'm a spiritual guy, man, and I'm a very big believer that the universe listens to your thoughts and, and your words. And you've got to be very careful what you say and what you think. And it's okay to have them, and it's okay to think these things that don't that aren't productive and that actually bring you back. But you, like I said, you got to figure ways out and be conscious to make them less and the duration less. You know, and that's the that's I think that's the key to success is is just being able to recognize that you're not doing the right thing faster than the last time and uh and you won't stay there longer you know you've i think you pretty much touched on what was going to be my follow-up question but i'm going to ask it anyways in case we miss something but for sure. those that that out there that that are saying man i just i'm struggling i i like i i understand what you're saying rob but i just i keep falling back i'm getting frustrated because every every one of us has a different mental um I want to say structure because I don't, I feel like it's disrespectful to say somebody, Oh, you meant the person is mentally weak or something like that. Cause that's, that's just putting the person down. Obviously we all live through different things and we're right. all tough to a certain level. It's just yeah. the amount of stuff that we've had through going through life. And at the time we've gone through life, you know, it's right. not the same thing of going through crap when you're five years old that going when you're 15 years old. So there's a lot of factors that, you know, work differently for everyone as far as that mental approach and trying to get better yourselves, what would you say for those person that are struggling with like, I mean, I, I try, I understand what you're saying, but it's, it's, it's just, I keep falling back on a trend or I keep struggling with it. What would it be like one advice that you say? What, I would, I, would I, I do say this. It's, it's completely normal to mm. feel that way. And it is, you're right. The, I mean, I can trace my lifeline back to moments where I was completely weak. It doesn't, that isn't, where you are now isn't where you're going to end up if yeah. you you don't have that doesn't have to be the way it is um man i like to paint that picture i i something i do um that i don't think a lot of people do um i feed my mind uh with these type of uh i actually watch these videos i let i let them play and listen to them daily and when I'm really like working at it, especially when I was four years ago, four and a half years ago, when I went on my big climb, I was doing like eight hours a day of this. Um, like I said, what you put into your mind is a very big piece of the puzzle. And so, so when people come to you and say, oh, you know, I'm trying, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think that they're using all the tools that they can use. Um, when I'm on the road, I don't, and I love music, and when I'm in that mode and I, I was in it for many years and I still do it a few days a week, I don't listen to music. I actually, uh, I use these videos on YouTube. They're called Mulligan brothers mm -hmm. and there, there's thousands of them. And, uh, oh, hold on one second. Yeah, go ahead, man. If you need to take care Sorry, of something, it's fine. I, I had a phone call. I was just declining it. Um, so these videos, Mulligan brothers, they, they're like motivational videos, uh, positive reinforcement, they combine music with anything from movie quotes to big speeches and clips. And they go, they run concurrently with the music in the background. So you, it's, I feel like it bridges the gap 
when someone's listening to a motivational speaker, that can get boring, right? Mm. I don't mind it, but some people don't have the attention span for it. It almost takes like the soundtrack to like a movie like Braveheart or something. You know, yeah. we get inspired by the music and the fight scene together. It's the same deal. And I let those things play for hours and hours, no matter what I'm doing in my car, in the house. And all I'm doing is I'm visualizing my success. And I think if you're constantly, no matter what happens, I've had eviction notices on my door and I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for all the money I have. I'm so thankful for all the, like, I don't bend. That's what it is. I don't, I won't because I understand that that's going to, and if I do bend, I catch myself because it's not, that's what the problem is. People don't follow through with it. And then again, you can say you're doing the work, but man, the amount of stuff that I've done and what I see successful people doing is just, they're outworking everybody. You have, we all have these tools to use. There's a million avenues. If you want to research for like, how to change your life. I'm sure that you could get pages and pages of information and it's just start working on them and find out what works for you. Cause not everybody's the same, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, at the end of the day, my thing was, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And I did struggle for all through it. It was, it, it wasn't like instantly. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I just, I'm okay with the time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's years and years and years. I'm talking 20 year journey for me. You know, but like you said, time's going to come and go. Yeah. So that's, I think it's, I mean, you got to really work at, you have to understand that that's the process. So maybe getting, maybe really starting to understand that the process is, is dirty, ugly, and, and it doesn't feel good <laughs> for a long time. You yeah. Know? I think that's part of it. And again, I'd, I'd respect to everybody that struggles with one thing or another because it's, it's different but a lot of it it's got to be owning it and understanding you know this oh, is yeah it, it is what it is this is what it is we just have to get over this own it and then continue with the next step and understand the next step is going to have its you know pitfalls and, and and you know ups and downs and owning those as well because it's and again everybody like you said everybody's different i noticed you said something like um like money is the, you don't care about it. Um, the, you don't care about, you know, the popularity or this persona that you had before, but there's always that word success. What, what to you, what should people should you think in your opinion should va view as success in uh, life? It's a success is being able to do things you love on a daily basis and be able to live a comfortable life or a happy life. Here, I don't, I don't measure. And again, I'll be honest with you. When I, I told you I don't, I didn't care about money and all these things, right? But I'm making more money now than I ever have with music. Yet it's the least thing I, I, I don't care about it because I focused on what makes what was. I only do things I really truly love, and because of that reason, I think that it, that comes with it because I don't I'm not thinking about it in the way that I think you, you would think most people would think about it you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. like it'll come when you're doing it for the right reasons um and obviously if you're doing putting the work in I mean I my work ethic is is I would say it's higher than normal um you know I was playing um like I said, 300 shows a year. And for many years, I didn't take breaks. So I would play 
six, five, six nights a week, sometimes two shows a day, three hours a night, sing all three hours. And I'm talking full band shows to enrage against the machine medleys. We used to be a rock band. Oh yeah. I mean I couldn't even <laughs> one of my favorite ones. I couldn't even I couldn't even talk for two of the days of every week. And I would sing the last two shows, they would be horrible, but I would do them. And I built the name and a reputation from just being showing up and outworking people. I mean, I, I watch people I'm part of musician groups and stuff from the from the area I'm from and from Massachusetts and I I don't even write on these things because I'm still a part of the group, but I just watch people complain on a daily basis. I'm like, man, you're just destroying your chances. You can't complain about stuff. It's, it's like you're looking at it all wrong. So when people come and they say, oh, I'm doing everything and they're complaining, like, I, uh, I'm not not sympathetic to it. I'm just saying I, I know that's not going to work. Obviously, it's not going to work. You, yeah. have to, you have to be able to understand that the only way you'll get through this is undying belief no matter what for no matter how long the time is yeah and then all of a sudden one day things just click and you're like holy you know wow and it's a breakthrough and those breakthroughs are the moments that you rebuild your fuel tank for the next run yeah and that's a good point because a lot of times you feel like oh life's not fair it's like it's no it's not and it's it's it sucks that it's not fair and sometimes the hand that you've been dealt is not a full house or straight. It's just a crappy, you know, whatever you want to call it, you right. know, uh, something that really is a hard hand to play, but that's the one you have to make the most of it because life doesn't care about, you know, about excuses. And not to say excuses as disrespectful, but you have to make the most out of what you can of I, the hand you've been dealt and, and find satisfaction in what is it that you can accomplish I with agree. your potential. Um, and that's a good point. I know you you have a super busy schedule, and I don't want to keep you too long. But I wanted to dive in a little bit about your musical career. Tell us a little bit about what kind of music um, you like to play. The, you know, and and what well, inspires your your lyrics and stuff like that. And where can people listen to you? Yeah, so I I, I mean I love I love all genres. To be honest with you, I started out uh, when I started listening to music, I was listening to R and B and like boys to men. And I mean, I was into that type of stuff. And then it switched to rock and Pearl Jam and Eddie better. And then it switched to, you know, like a little heavier stuff. And then I went to country. I, I do everything. Now I'm primarily a country guy because rock music in general is kind of, it's, it's a weird thing that's out there, man. It's like this gap that's missing. Um, you'll see a lot of people leaning towards country now that were rock people because the instrumentation and in, in the, in the sounds and what they're coming up now, now I'm not talking pop country. I'm just talking mm -hmm. um, like a, there's a, there's a whole genre of great musicians that are country guys that have a rock sound and et cetera. All, the other thing, it is much easier for me to maintain and sing this style music and I, I honestly like it now i wasn't a country guy for a long time i've been doing it for five six years now i align with the music and the lyrics and stuff what i write i write from the heart i don't write uh everything i write is is just a true feeling i've never been afraid of being like i have no problem telling my feelings i have no problem crying if something's destroyed me i don't so, like i was i was watching the khabib fight i don't know if you saw that i don't know if you watch ufc but khabib and Justin Gaethje a big MMA fight yesterday. It was the biggest fight of the year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Khabib's a 
toughest guy in the earth, right? You know, this guy, un- amazing guy. And if you listen to his post, I would I would tell you to go listen to his post fight speech. Yeah. And watch, and watch him after the fight. He's bawling on the on the on the on the ground, thinking of his dad and thinking of his family. Yeah. True men are not afraid to be to be in touch with their emotions and the things. I promise you this. And so I've always been open. And so my, when I write songs, I have no problem being vulnerable, writing whatever it is. I'm not writing. I freestyle. When I when I write a song, I hit record, and I don't even know what I'm going to do. And I start singing into the air, and I start figuring out where I'm playing on the fly. And that's how every one of my songs comes. I'll, I'll end up getting a melody, and I'll pick out a couple of words, and then I write it after I've recorded the basic form of what I want it to sound like because it's all a feeling. And, um, yeah, man, I uh, I guess I'm considered a rock country guy, although I write, I write a lot of different stuff. And... Uh, my music's everywhere, man. I, uh, like I said, did the record in Nashville. I've got a bunch of other stuff coming out soon. Um, wherever you get your music, mine's on there. I have, you know, anything from iTunes to Spotify to Google Play to Deezer. I mean, there's so many avenues. I don't know where people get their music, but I'm on like 40 platforms. Nice. So yeah, they just look up my name, and um, I, 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 I like to write songs that inspire people, or I, I like to write love songs, man. I don't know. There's something about it. And I, I love, I don't I look at fishing the same way. I'm like, how can you not be in love with this sport yeah. and, and what we do? So yeah, man, that's, that's my deal. That's awesome. Have you, have you done any country songs uh, talking about kayak fishing? <laughs> Is that in I, the works? <laughs> you know, funny, uh, Scott Butcher asked me to write a theme song for him, for his show. We just haven't nice. got around. They just haven't got around to talking about it any more than the initial conversation. Yeah, I mean, I sh- I should write a song about fishing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it has if if it inspires you, which I know it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It yeah, will be a, the soundtrack of our lives for a lot of us. <laughs> it pro- it, honestly, it probably will at some point. I just, uh, things have been crazy, man. My schedule's nuts, and uh, I, I'm, I'm a busy guy in general, so. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I can see that happening, man. Yeah, one thing I love about Scott Butcher's uh, podcast, he always, I don't know if he always, I haven't listened to all of them, but he has that intro where he's just playing a song loves, and, yeah. you know, and, and he likes it. I, I've, I've wanted to do that, but I'm feeling like I'm being a copycat now. I, we did it on this episode because yeah. I wanted to, you know, my listeners to to listen, to get to know your music, which I think it's amazing music and it's beautiful music. And the fact that you write it yourself is it's pretty awesome. Uh, it comes from the heart and that that's what makes, that's what gets you all the feels, man, knowing that, yeah. that, that it's natural. It's organic. Much appreciated, bro. But listen, music is tied to everything, dude. You don't have to feel like a copycat by putting music in your show. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, I think music's one of those things, man. It's that's that universal language, right? But yeah, it is. It is very uh, universal language, and it, it, it you know inspires us, and it, it you know it gets us all emotional, and it hits us in every in every feeling, depending on what we're listening to and what the lives we lived and all that. So, Rob, I thank you so much for for um, taking the time. I, I don't want to drag this too long because I know you're super busy and uh, and I want to respect that. But if a couple of quick questions, how did it feel to bring that national championship? Um, you know, kind of like as a team, because you both, you yeah. all in New Canoe 
to um, Massachusetts. You know, this has ah. been such a southern sport now, but it's to take it to Massachusetts. How is how does that feel? Yeah. Oh man, the, just to be around those guys. I, I, I before my accomplishment, man, and I'm being very serious. I, that whole time, because I, I, I put up a solid limit both day one and two, like 75 inches. Mm-hmm. But I was, I think I was sitting in like 70 and 80th place, you know. I was rooting for those guys, dude. Like, I wanted to see that. I was like looking at them. I'm like, they have a chance to make history. So I was really like, that was what it was about. Coming home with all that hardware, dude. We had, <laughs> we had all those checks and all the trophies and uh, everything in the truck. It was amazing. Um I'm glad I could be, you know, get in the top 10% and, and represent because I know, I honestly know, and Derek said it many times, he goes, you're a good fisherman. You know, like, like I said, I got on myself a little bit sometimes, but I corrected that. And this year it was about just laying back, having fun and uh, more of that's coming, but I, I, it was an honor. And I, there are great fishermen all over the map. You know what I mean? There are great fishermen in every state. And uh, I'm glad to see the Northeast guys getting some respect because at the end of the day, yeah. there's great there's great fishing here and people work their ass off to do it, you know? And uh, no one should be assuming that because they're from the South that, they're, uh, that, that we can't compete. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously now with Ken Wood and Brundle and Joe DiDeo and Matt Conan and all these guys that are uh, consistent, you're seeing it. Yeah. That's great to see that diversity, the sports growing to even to the Northeast, you know, yeah. guys coming down here, Tennessee and uh, or the southern um, part of the states and just uh, putting, you know, laying down the hammer. Um, and I know you got a few sponsors you want to thank. Uh, so I wanted to give you a few minutes for that, for man. those shameless plugs. I'm going to start off with one new canoe, man. New canoe has hit gold with you as a team. You guys are a unit. Yeah. And I think every single um, kayak company or company that wants to sponsor has to take a look at what you guys have. Because I know most teams are like, yeah, they're a team, but they're mostly competing for themselves. But you guys bring that unit mentality and that brotherhood mentality yeah. that's really putting New Canoe on the map. And, uh, and I wanted to touch on that and mention that because I love that aspect of what you're doing. I've, I'm not... I've never gotten a new canoe, so I'm not going to talk about their product. Right, right. But you guys, as a unit, working together and um, representing new canoe, I can can imagine you could have been any more happy than they are with what you guys are doing. Yeah. I can, I, so I could say a million things about the product, but I'll tell you right now that everything starts with ownership. Blake is unbelievable, man. He's he's just such a down to earth family man, and he puts his faith in in the team and belief in, in every single one and in the in the boats and it's you can feel that man and then it goes down to Everett uh and then we have uh Mark uh our regional director there's so like I had I was getting messages from these guys and I'm like who am I you know like I'm I'm while I'm in the tournaments saying hey you do you know like updates and stuff and these it's a, it is a family uh atmosphere there's no egos like literally we didn't care i didn't care who won who didn't you know we we were just rooting for each other you know and that's kind of the culture of the whole thing i have not met everybody on the team i've met i've met a bunch and uh i i have had zero bad 
interactions with anybody, man. I honestly think what a, it's it you can't. It's hard to have a bad team dynamic when you have such great leadership because people follow that. You know what I'm saying? So that would be they. These guys literally care about the people that we are. They, you know, they they're talking about their their families and the things that are going on in their lives, not how many kayaks did you sell today. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you when you get that kind of respect, you want to do everything you can for people like that, right? Like if you have a wife or a husband or whoever it is in your life that that does everything for you without asking questions, would you do anything? Sorry, you would do anything for them without even asking. That's kind of how it works, man. Um, so yeah, they're they're all they're doing well, but we got hammers, man. New canoe team, new. They do. You guys do definitely do. Uh, any, I'll give you a few minutes for you to have the floor and talk about uh, you know your your sponsors and people that help you um, both in your musical career and your kayak fishing um, career. If you want to take you know shameless plug time, go ahead. I've been lucky uh, for good people in my life, man. Um, for a long time, my my best friend Rachel, who was my roommate, uh, has allowed me to be able to take off, do my thing, and uh, it, it, and she's just a very caring person. She's been amazing, and my my girlfriend um, Jamie is just literally the best thing that's ever happened to me, and just a beautiful person. And I I mean I have I'm surrounded by unbelievable people man it's just i doubt i i really don't have anybody that negative in my life in my circle and um so with all that i could thank a million people um and um you know i've i've, I've got people that in, in that have shown me uh respect and appreciation um you know tight lines worldwide is one of the sponsors that uh they they they're very good to us and um you know, there's I've I've sponsored by Hayabusa. Um, I there's a bunch that go with that, and I'm be honest with you, I'm not gonna thank the companies that are side because I haven't had relationships with them. I'm grateful for the equipment, but for me, it's the people, man. The people that are in my life um, beyond any of the sponsors um, on a personal level. That man, I'm just thankful, dude. Like. I I feel bad for people who don't have support crews like I do. It makes a big okay. difference, you know. And I'm very appreciative of of them all, and I let them know that every single day. So, yeah, man, it's good stuff. Thanks, man, Rob. I appreciate it so much uh, for your time. I know again you've had a busy schedule. Where can people find you on social media on any other platform? Yeah, if you look just my uh, Rob Pagnano or Rob Pagnano Music. You, if you type my name in, I pop right up on Google search, and then you'll have a million links to stuff just from things I've done in in my life. So easy to find, and uh, yeah, I I I try to friend everybody back and see what they're doing as well, and. Um, I mean, I'm all over the map. Obviously, COVID's kind of a weird time, but I'm still playing four shows a week, as is. So um, that's great. Mostly New England stuff right now. Any chance of coming to Texas soon? Oh yeah, I would love to. Uh, I have a lot of friends out there, actually. What part are you? Uh, where are you at? I'm at uh, Fort Worth, near Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, you know, I played Billy Bob's. Oh, Billy Bob! I love Billy Bob's. I'm not yeah, a big country guy, but I love Billy Bob's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What a crazy place with the bull ride. It is. Um, but yeah, I actually have a lot of this. This I did a um, 
there's a lot of online shows and online platforms that popped up because of COVID. There's like these quarantine karaoke pages and all these crazy things. And I started doing shows and I've, I've literally made a whole new batch of friends all over the country. And there's a huge one in Texas, a bunch of people that have been following me now for like four or five months. And they want me to come out and they're offering house, you know, house concerts and blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I will guarantee I'll be there. I just don't know specifics yet. I right, well, hook me up, man. Let me know um, when That'd you're coming awesome. down. I'd love to meet you and uh, hear your music live. Yeah, I'm man. sure. I'm sure it'll, my um, the the wife will love to hear your music too. You know, it's it's beautiful music, and and I say that, and I mean that not because you're my show, but I really mean it. It's it's beautiful music, and it's uh, it's I don't know. I I like it. I enjoy it. I'm not a big um, country music fan, but I really enjoy the yeah. lyrics aspect of it. Um, just yeah. because it feels like it's very organic. So, Rob, thanks again for joining us and thanks again for sharing your live stories. I hope if there's anybody out there uh, that's listening that can take away from this in their personal life or, or share with somebody that can help them in their personal life. That's, that's what I, you know, that's the biggest gift I can have. You know, that's what's yep. going to make me happy is knowing not only we talk about kayak fishing and techniques, but, um, but also live stories that could be potentially help somebody else down further now down the road. So I really appreciate you taking time to talk yeah. about all that stuff, man. I appreciate you too, bro. And the, honestly, what a great show and, and the angle Thank that you. you're taking. I think that's, it's a very helpful thing. And, and especially in our industry, dude, you know, we get a lot of tough guys that, that I have to understand that we are here for them and it's okay. So if anybody ever needs to talk, they can reach out to me as well. So, Thank you again, Rob. So once again, this has been the Bass Kayak and Beers segment on the Panel and Fin Network presented by Douglas Rods. Go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. Rob Pagnano joining us. So I hope you guys listened to it. If you made it this far, thank you. Be safe out there if you're going to be in the water. Winter is coming. Weather is going to get cold. Please take the necessary precautions to avoid, you know, if you fall in the water, you know, we don't want to get, you don't want to get hypothermia or anything. You know, do your research before in the water. Follow the 120 rules um, to keep yourself safe in case of an emergency and always wear PFD. So thanks again um, to my special guest and to all of you out there listening. Have a great day. Have a great weekend and tight lines, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.